You are listening to a podcast from Vineyard Church of Augusta. For more information, visit vineyardaugusta.org. So since the Sunday after Easter uh, and now through Pentecost Sunday, which is the last Sunday of this month, um, we are joining with Vineyard Churches across the country uh, to focus on the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit, the empowering work of the Holy Spirit, uh, the empowerment uh, of the, the, the Holy Spirit that makes us more and more like Jesus so that we can be more and more like Jesus. And as a result of being more and more like Jesus, we can do the ministry that Jesus did when he was here on earth. Things like uh, healings, miracles, works of compassion and justice, proclamation and demonstration of the kingdom of God, the rule and reign of God, that it would be on earth as it is in heaven. Now, the same scriptural basis uh, that we call on when we talk about everybody gets to play. You've heard that around here a lot, right? And that's our uh, way of saying the priesthood of the believers or that all followers of Jesus are called to do the ministry that he did here on earth. From that same perspective, uh, from the same scripture and theological principles that brought you everybody gets to play brings you, uh, you are all called to prophesy. You're all called to prophesy. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning, speaking the heart of God. Now, I'm not saying that it's time for you to go and get your business cards printed up, you know, Prophet Reese Leroy. That is not what I'm talking about. Prophetess Angela Otera. Uh, no, that's, that's not what we're talking about here. But we are talking about speaking the heart of God to a world that desperately desperately needs to hear it. I find it fascinating that even as we read very disheartening news about the secularization of our country and our culture, that simultaneously uh, we see over and over again studies like Abarna, which researches uh, religious trends in our country. It shows that the great majority of people across all kinds of age demographics that there is a deep hunger for God, that there is a belief that a higher power exists, and there is a desire to know uh, that higher power and experience that higher power more and more. And again, that goes across all demographic groups. It's not just busters or boomers. It's everybody. Uh, there is that desire that is still there, and that desire also ties into here and to connect personally uh, with God, with this higher power. Uh, and, and that's one of the reasons that this so perfectly ties in with this whole notion of, of, of prophecy, speaking the heart of God, because in its simplest form, prophecy is hearing from God and speaking for God. God who is good, God who is kind and just and true and generous and wise and powerful. Uh, and it's, again, in, in its simplest form, prophecy is hearing from God who is love and speaking for God who is love. And as we see from Paul's first letter to the church at Corinth, prophecy is an expression of God's heart of love. 
Uh, and, and we want to start with that as our foundation. Now, 1 Corinthians is a letter that Paul wrote to this church that he helped to start. Uh, he, he helped start this church, get it started, and then he moved away for some other church planning endeavors. But he got a letter informing him about the disunity, the immorality, just sort of the self-absorption and worship that was happening. And he wrote to the church at Corinth a very pastoral, a very firm letter uh, to try to help get them back on track, particularly how uh, prophecy can and should be expressed. If you have your Bibles, we're going to be reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Now, remember, Right before this chapter, there is one of the most popular chapters in the Bible, the love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, love is patient, love is kind, you hear it at a lot of weddings, it's a beautiful chapter that really lays out what love is really all about. And right as an outflow of the love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, we see Paul continue with some very practical instructions on how love should be expressed, particularly when it comes to gifts of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 14 says this, follow the way of love and eagerly desires gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit, but the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. Now, next Sunday, we're going to focus more on gifts of the Holy Spirit. And, but in this particular passage, Paul is making a distinction between the benefit of prophecy in a congregation or a church-wide setting, uh, and while tongues is beneficial for personal spiritual strengthening, unless it's accompanied by an interpretation of tongues, which Paul goes on uh, and discusses later in this chapter. We're not going to get into that today, but both prophecy and tongues are very important spiritual gifts that that we're all called to utilize. Uh, Holy Spirit-empowered tools that that we should all uh, be comfortable exercising. But what Paul is making clear here, it's about using the right tool for the right occasion. Now, how many of you like to use a screwdriver to paint? Both are good. Uh, uh, Screwdriver is a great tool, right? It's a great tool, but it's not the right tool for painting. And so Paul is saying, hey, you've got, you've got the gift of tongues. You've got the gift of prophecy. Both of these are great tools, which that's what gifts of the Spirit are. Uh, but it's about using the right tool for the right job. And to build up the church, Paul is saying that we all need to prophesy, to express the heart of uh, our loving God. And speaking of prophets, this idea of everyone is called to prophesy, this is completely in keeping with uh, the, the prophets from back in the Old Testament, particularly the prophet Joel, who spoke about God's loving heart to Israel hundreds of years before the day of Pentecost, 
when the disciples were gathered in the upper room uh, in Jerusalem during Passover. And Joel said this in Joel chapter 2, speaking the, the heart of God and the word of God, afterward I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Now, most of the prophecy that we read in the Old Testament is more foretelling, okay? It's about predictive, telling the future. It's more foretelling. Now, uh, there, while there are some examples of this kind of prophecy in the New Testament, the majority of the prophecy that we read about in the early church in the New Testament is more foretelling, Uh, We see examples of this, and this is specifically what Paul is calling us to in 1 Corinthians, this idea of of, of forthtelling, interpretive, declaring the will and the counsel of God, the loving heart of God. And this is not something that we can work up or should try to work up on our own. This is a work of the Holy Spirit that he wants to do in each one of us. Now, I know you guys, and I know I've been around long enough to know the things that you like as a congregation and things that you don't like. And one of the things you don't like is when people say, turn to your neighbor and say this. You don't like that. You don't like repeating things. And I get it. I don't like it either. And so that's probably why we don't do it a whole lot. And we're not going to do it today. But, (laughs) but... If I were that kind of pastor, and there's nothing wrong with that if you're that kind of pastor, uh, I would have you look to your neighbor to the right and to the left and say, you are called to prophesy. You are. We all are. The people behind you, the people in front of you, we are called to share the loving heart of God with the world around us. And, and this is a work of the Holy Spirit, and prophecy, it's inspiration from the Holy Spirit, okay? It's, it is to be an inspired idea, an inspired uh, thing that expresses the heart of God in a particular moment. And utilizing the Holy Spirit-empowered tool or, or spiritual gift of prophecy, it's all about learning to hear and recognize God's voice. It's about learning to hear his voice and to recognize it, Um, learning what to listen for, how to recognize God's voice in our very noisy lives, making some quiet and making some space so that we can discern and hear uh, the, the, the voice of the Lord. It's about understanding that God speaks to us in all kinds of ways. Uh, Consider this from one of Job's visitors, uh, Elihu. He said this, a very wise young man, he he stepped into the middle of of a very difficult situation to speak some wisdom to Job and to Job's friends. He said this, for God does speak, now one way, now another, though no one perceives it, in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on people as they slumber in their beds, He may speak in their ears and terrify them with warnings to turn them from wrongdoings and keep them from pride, to preserve them from the pit, their lives from perishing by the sword. I told you guys this before, and it still remains true. I have never heard the audible voice of God. You may have. I know people who have. Uh, I have not. Still, I know that I have heard 
from God. I've had very clear uh, instincts or gut reactions, or there have been passages of uh, uh, scripture that have been brought to me in timely ways to speak to me regarding very specific matters. I've had dreams. I've had visions. The Lord has given me pictures, all kinds of different ways that I've experienced him communicating to me. And when I experience these different kinds uh, of, of ways that the Lord uh, has spoken to me, I have to weigh them. I have the responsibility of weighing them against the Word of God. Uh, what I know of the Word of God and recognize, is this, is, does this line up with the God that I read about in Scripture? Because Scripture is our gold standard. The Bible is our plumb line. When we are attempting to discern the thing, the impression that we got, the dream that we got, the, the word that we sense that we're getting, uh, is this God, is this you? Is this you or is this something that is just something I've just conjured up or something that maybe even the enemy might try to come and, and, and confuse me with or uh, just wreak havoc with? So I need to know God's word to be able to discern if this lines up, the thing I'm perceiving that I'm hearing, does it line up with God's written word? And, and it's important that I recognize that I hear God different ways than maybe you hear God. And that's okay. Uh, we see that through, throughout scripture. In fact, God speaks to that very early on with the children of Israel. If you look back to Numbers, uh, God actually has a conversation. God himself has a conversation uh, with Moses' sister and brother, Aaron and Miriam. They're, they're having some problems with, uh, with Moses. And God speaks to them and says this. He said, listen to my words. When there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, reveal myself to them in visions. I speak to them in dreams. But this is not true of my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house, and with him I speak face to face clearly and not in riddles. He sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? And so here is a, just a reminder that God speaks to all of us in different ways. The, the important thing for us is to find out, God, how do you speak to me? How, how do you want to speak to me? Help me to discern your voice. Help me to recognize the ways that you want to speak to me. The Holy Spirit is the one who brings this inspiration. Uh, prophecy is inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Prophecy is also encouragement from the Holy Spirit. Uh, encouragement that our discouraged and disheartened world desperately needs to hear. I go back to the passage that we read from 1 Corinthians 14, specifically verse 3. Paul gives a very, very clear uh, prescription of what prophecy should look like and sound like. The one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves, and that's, that's a good and right thing. That is not a bad thing or a selfish thing. It's an important thing. Uh, but he said, the one who prophesies edifies the church. Simply put, prophetic words, prophetic words should be strengthening, encouraging, and or comforting. Uh, that, it's pretty simple. So if you are sensing that you're getting a prophetic word and it doesn't fit that criteria, what should we do with it? Flick it off, all right? We, we should. We should get rid of it. Uh, if it's not 
strengthening, encouraging, and or comforting. This is the model that Paul is prescribing for the the New Testament church, and this is the the model that we subscribe to. Uh, They should be that. If the word that we're hearing is not that, then we need to take it back. It's like, God, what, what... where am I hearing wrong? Is, this, is, is there a selfish motivation here? Is there something that's not pure in my own heart? Help me to see this. Help me to, to discern what I'm supposed to do with this. Let me just say this. As a, as a church, I love one of the things I've always loved about the vineyard and I love about our church and am and, and going to be uh, preaching about and, and encouraging you to to utilize the gifts of the Holy Spirit. That's one of the things that I love. And from my first exposure to the vineyard over 30 years ago uh, to today is the practical application of gifts of the Holy Spirit, okay? That they are to be a part of everyday life, that we are not to hyper-spiritualize them. And I would say this uh, for prophecy as well. Sometimes I will get just inspiration out of nowhere that I'm supposed to go and share a truth from Scripture or a concept from from Scripture with a random stranger, or sometimes I'll get an impression uh, or that I'm supposed to have uh, an insight or share something, a word of knowledge about a condition with with someone that I know or don't know that I feel compelled to to offer. Sometimes that happens just out of the blue, and I want to always be open for that and receptive to that. But Paul tells us to follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy, sharing God's heart of love with the world around us. And, and I want to just say that if you feel like for you and you're hearing this message today and you're like, Reese, I, that is not me. That is just, that's, God doesn't want to use me in that way or he, he couldn't use me in that way. That's just, that's not where I am. I'm not spiritual enough or I'm not holy enough or the list goes on and on and on, which is all just a bunch of bunk, all right? Because this is something God has called all of us to. But let me just, maybe I could start with you with a baby step. What if you just decided today that you're, you're, you're not sure how well you hear from the Holy Spirit? And believe me, I have those days that I'm not, I don't think I'm hearing very well either. Um, but what if you just decided that, you know what, um, I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to help me to make all the words that I speak be strengthening, encouraging, and or comforting. What if we started with that? What kind of difference do you think that would make on our world? That the words that I would speak would be strengthening, encouraging, and or comforting. Because first of all, if we speak those kinds of words, Every good and perfect gift comes from whom? Father of lights. So they're already coming from him. And I got to tell you, sometimes I have received words that have been strengthening, encouraging, and or comforting, that have been amazingly powerful, impactful, prophetic words from people that they were clueless that that's what it was serving as. They, were, they, they, they didn't come in, I had somebody this week come into my office 
and, and to, to say, hey, I just wanted to let you know this and spoke just in a powerful word of encouragement that was so helpful and so timely for me. And I don't know that they came as a, as a prophetic act. I think they were just showing up to be encouraging, just showing up to be strengthening. And I got to say, it ministered to me. And so I don't know, I've been doing this a long time, I don't know where you draw the line. Uh, because sometimes my best efforts to be an instrument of the kingdom of God and to be utilize, utilize spiritual gifts, I see them falling just incredibly flat. And other times, the things that I may endeavor to do just to be a kind person, someone comes back and it's like, you don't know how that ministered to me. Because remember, Kindness is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. So follow the way of love and let, hey, I, I, let's, let's let all the fruit of the Spirit be part of our, our behaviors, our words, our actions. But I, I just say, let, let's, let's, let's just, what if we just started with an intentional invitation to the Holy Spirit to guide us and help us to let every word we speak be strengthening, be encouraging and or comforting to those who so desperately need to hear it. Sometimes we do know when we have a spirit-inspired prophetic word. Sometimes we won't know. That's okay. We're just offering these things. We're offering these things as expressions of love. Follow the way of love. Eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Let's be intentional about this. Eagerly desire. And maybe this morning our prayer should be, God, let our desire as Vineyard Church of Augusta, let, let, let our desire to, to utilize spiritual gifts, let it grow, let it deepen, let it get greater. But I just say this, just begin with this idea of, Lord, let my words be strengthening, let them be encouraging, let them be comforting. Prophecy, it is inspirational from the Holy Spirit. It's encouragement from the Holy Spirit. It's also invitation from the Holy Spirit, Okay. It's invitation from the Holy Spirit. Uh, in some respects, really, all of Scripture is prophetic, and all of Scripture is invitational. It is inviting us to draw near to God. It is inviting us into relationship with God through Jesus Christ, uh, empowered by the Holy Spirit. It is inviting us to be uh, instruments, ambassadors of God's kingdom to the world around us. Because all uh, it's inviting us to life in Christ, in the Spirit. Jesus sp spoke this in John 6. He said, the Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of the Spirit and life. They're invitations to life. Sometimes when we sense the Holy Spirit giving us something that's full of life, words that can be strengthening, encouraging, comforting for someone, uh, we should first ask the Holy Spirit what he wants us to do with it. Maybe God gives us a picture. Maybe it's a friend, and he's given you a vision. Be open to that. Be open to that. Because a lot of times, God will actually bring these things to mind, maybe to have us pray for someone. To have us pray for someone. Or maybe it's like, okay, God, you showed me this picture of, of, of my brother or my sister, and um, what am I supposed to do with this? And listen and wait. Um, maybe you do feel inclined to go and offer it. 
you know, I just, I got this picture the other day, and, and I just, I, I felt like the Lord was giving me this, is, and, and you offer it to them. We never take a posture of, God said this to me the other day about you, and you better listen. Uh, that's just not who we are. We offer, we offer it. We hear in part, we see in part, and we come in humility, and we say, you know what, as I was thinking about you the other day, or I just wasn't thinking about you the other day, and all of a sudden, you came to mind. And I felt like God gave me this. Does this mean anything? Does this speak to you? And, and just to be able to offer that with humility and, and uh, just a spirit of, of servanthood, uh, that's, that's the posture that we're to take, not I'm Prophet Reese and I'm here to save your day, you know? That's not the posture that we are to take on. It's, it's about just being a, um, a servant of God. And if, because we are wanting to do this in the context of our church, in the context of our small groups, in the context of when we minister through our food pantry, our kids' ministry, our youth ministry, uh, and then in everyday life, chances are we're going to be both recipients uh, of words as well as we're going to be people who give words. So it's important that we also heed Paul's word about what happens when someone offers us a prophetic word. What do we do with it? Do we just take it hook, line, and sinker? No, uh, Paul says that we are to weigh the, the words. We need to weigh these words against the importance of Scripture. Uh, uh, the, do they line up with Scripture? Do they line up with what's going on in our hearts and lives? And we ask the Holy Spirit, show me my heart and show me if this applies to my situation. He, he speaks, Paul speaks specifically more about weighing these kinds of words later in chapter 14. But we want to make sure that the word is strengthening, that it is comforting, and that it is encouraging. So Vineyard Church of Augusta, uh, whether you are here with us this morning in person or online, let us heed Paul's words to follow the way of love. You guys are a loving congregation. You are a loving congregation, and I love that about you. I have been a, a, a recipient of your love and your goodness, and I appreciate that, and I thank you for that. I, let us be people who follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts. They go hand in hand. They, they work beautifully, beautifully and powerfully together. And Paul says specifically, especially the gift of prophecy, that sense of, you know what, I want to go to God, I'm going to pray for you, and I want to, to just be able to get a glimpse of God's heart for you, his loving, good, and right heart for you. And I want to be able to pray into that, I want to be able to speak that forth over you. Let's not be passive about that, okay? Whether it's in the context of our small groups, our Sunday morning time, our outreach time, our kids, our youth, whatever we're doing in our everyday lives, let us be people who say, Lord, I just, I, my hands are open, my ears are open, my eyes are open. Help me to see what you're doing. Help me to be in step with what you're doing. Help me not lag behind what you're doing. Um, so let's talk about some practical things to get us in a right posture to eagerly desire spiritual gifts. I want to bring up Don Pearson. Don is one of our staff pastors here at Vineyard Church. He leads our School of Kingdom ministry, which just completed our sixth School of Kingdom ministry, which is awesome. Our sixth School of Kingdom ministry. 
And uh, one of the things I've always loved, I, I got to actually be a participant in School of Kingdom Ministry the very first year it was, uh, was given, and I love the activations that we get this wonderful teaching, uh, the theology, the, 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 uh, the, the theology and the doctrine on uh, the power evangelism and, and, and the, the ministry of the Holy Spirit and kingdom ministry, but then there are these very, very practical activations that are really, really a big part. And, and I wanted, Don, just to share a few of these, and, and one of them is just actually, it sort of begins with our own hearts, doesn't it? and a prayer that we need to pray uh, to prepare ourselves as part of that eagerly desiring spiritual gifts. One of the things we try to make sure people understand is that God is relational and he calls us to relationship and we want to be people who are after the heart of God so that when we interact with somebody, our first question is, Father, how do you feel about this person? Let me know your heart for this person. And, and really, it, it begins with, even um, before that, prepare my heart so that I can hear. I mean, because I know like for Sundays or any kind of time we're coming together for ministry opportunities, it, it is about our own personal heart preparation as well. So the idea that we pray, Holy Spirit, prepare my heart for what you want to do in me and through me today. Uh, that, that's a big, that's, that's just a good beginning place for all of us so that we can hear and we can, we can just let that prayer be expressed uh, because one of the best ways to hear from God is to pray for one another. We don't just, we, oh, we're going to do the prayer ministry refresher today. And one of the things we're going to be talking about is when you come up to pray, we listen and we ask, what, what do you want us to pray for you about? But we're also listening to the Holy Spirit. It's like, Lord, show me uh, some other things that maybe you want me to pray into, to bless, that they would better know your heart for them. And so uh, we want to be listening for that. And as Don said, you know, just the idea, Holy Spirit, what do you see when you look into this person? This is one of the very first things that we want to ask and want to pray about. Um, and how does, how does the Lord usually show you? What does that look like for you? And I know we all hear differently. We all see differently. On a, on a typical uh, sort of, as you look back over the many years that God's been using you and, and healing ministry and leading, um, what does that typically look like, or is there a typical? I think if I had to phrase it into one, one line, it would be that he takes me from a place of what is my job here to a place of feeling what he's feeling, seeing the person the way that he sees the person, which conditions my heart and, and frankly, people don't want to know my words. They want to, they want to know the heart. Uh, the, the power of ministry is truly in the heart-to-heart -heart connection. So that's the first place I'm going. Father, your heart. Your heart for this person. Your heart for this situation. And I can feel it. it you can feel something shift inside. Instead of your mind being focused, you feel your heart move. And you feel connected to the person. Yeah, and that's the compassion of God flowing that in. That is you. the compassion of yeah. God, and, and that's why desperately we call it needed. And that's why we call it compassionate ministry. Yeah. Uh, so, Holy Spirit, what do you see when you look into this person? That's a good question for us to ask as a starting basis. It's just, you know, you don't have to ask that out loud. You can just, you know, as you're praying for the person, as you're listening, and you're simultaneously listening to the Holy Spirit. What do you see, Lord? Show me your heart. Help me to connect with your heart. And then, Don, the, another question, uh, 
I know that you often ask, and, and we've talked about Holy Spirit, for what purpose did you create this person? Elaborate on that. What's, what's going on with that, and how might we speak into that? Every one of us was created with a purpose. Every one of us is created in the image of and to carry the heart of. And so no matter what the situation is, if I can make sure that as I begin to connect with this person, I'm coming from there. Holy Spirit, what is your purpose here? What is your purpose in this person? Uh, I, I try to use three different places, the heart of the Father, the mind of Christ, and the power of the Holy Spirit in any kind of ministry. The mind of Christ for this person, Jesus, what do you want to do in this person in this moment of time? How do you see? How do you think? How do you feel? And, and let that be the place that I'm connecting from. And that's part of the, the, we talked about the forth telling versus foretelling as some, something that's predictive, but just calling someone into what God has for them. Exactly. It, it's an in-the-moment thing, and, and it's, it, it changes all the time, and, and you never know what is going to be. And if you try to come with a, a prescription instead of a connection, you're often going to miss things. That, that place of connecting to the heart the mind and the power of the Trinity is so important when we engage with people. Awesome. Don, thank you. We're going to be doing session seven of School of Kingdom Ministry. Uh, I'll be looking for details later this summer uh, to kick off uh, season seven in uh, September of this year. Don, thank you very much. Yeah. So it begins with the Holy Spirit, prepare my heart for what you want to do in and through me today. And then as we have those prayer opportunities, Holy Spirit, what do you see when you look into this person? Holy Spirit, for what purpose did you create this person?